0: Welcome back to the Smart Nonsense Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, challenging norms. Pop, I'm blown out. What is this? Uh, Go watch this on YouTube. I think we got to be on episode like 200 by now, right? Uh, We might be in the 160s. Oh, nice, dude. Nice little tweak. Thank you, Opal Camera, for the auto exposure.
1: Yes, dude. What do we got? Uh, what do we got? I need an update because you just hit me with a blast that I was cramming for this pod. No, we got a juicy pod, dude. by the way. But no. uh gotta dip into the credit system here. What's going on?
0: I'm out of money, pop. Ah. My mom, she smelled it three days ago. She's like, what is your your descriptions? You're building a shitty business in public. Do you not like are you frustrated? And uh, I haven't changed my bio yet, but it became true. So manifestations work. Um, no, Pop, we got to talk off the record about a lot of things today. Off a the record? Of thi- <laughs> off Wait, the you rec-
1: can't put on the record what happened at like 845 last night? No, we can't put it on
0: the record, Pop, because then it's on the record. Who's I- snooping around the record? Hey, I saw a comment actually on uh, today's video, something about us living in a fairy tale. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. Shout out that guy.
1: Yeah, dude, that guy was good. I I hit him back uh, because this video had like seven views on it. Oh, we're posting two a day. Hell yeah. Two a day. Um, Smart (laughs) nonsense. Uh, I could summarize it. I guess he's basically like you watch the video and you think it's legit, like all the content's good. But then you look at the views and you're like, oh, they're just living in a fairy tale.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Welcome to our fairy tale. (laughs) Hundred percent. No, here's here's the deal on the eight forty five off the record. Um, I listened to our two things happen. We recorded an episode called um, "The Audacity," and we basically just like ragged on on clients for two hours straight. I think we recorded four podcasts that day. Talk about a fairy tale, dude! (laughs) And then and then like a couple weeks ago, I heard Jeff Wittick just ragging on David Dobrik in a podcast, and I was like. Oh, I don't like <laughs> that when you zoom out. I don't like that. That's a defenseless receiver.
1: Plus Jason and Palmer. Talk about what we're going to talk about today. I'm not transitioning out of
0: this. I want a little no, bit no, of no. fairy dust. No, I'll uh, I'll talk about people, and I'm radically positive guy now. The problem with last night is I got an overwhelming sense of imposter syndrome, and if we were to talk about it, that would dig a deeper imposter rabbit hole. I don't care, dude. I want to hear the juice. <laughs> um, where do we start? We're, did we did we talk about David Sachs's 50th birthday party?
1: I think we did because we said uh, May 19th.
0: Oh, 20th, we said we're getting, 21. that's what we did. Here's, yeah. here's why I don't want to do this. We said we're getting invited to events now. If you just Uh. live in our fairy tale, we're getting invited (laughs) to events now. Oh, no. Turns out karma's a bitch. (laughs) Karma's a bitch. And so, (sighs) God. I can't. We're uninvited? What's going on here? No, 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 no. No, we're still invited, but it was a very. Did you think we were young Spielberg? Dude, I told you. (laughs) So, okay, what we're dancing around is I got a call from David Sachs' wife late last night. We've been trying to connect for like two weeks, a week, a week. (laughs) And it was late. She called me at nine Pacific. And but I'm like, you know, it's Jackie Sachs. I got I got to answer. I would I would not take any other phone call, but but we need to get that answered. And then it just proceeded to be like one mix up after another. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you get a call.
1: She calls your your phone. You pick it up. I need the
0: play-by-play. Okay, and this is the last time I'm going on the record for these. She she says like, oh my god, it's so amazing. To connect, you're so funny and your daughter is so funny. No! And I'm like... (laughs) And i oh, you think I'm your daughter. And i oh, dude, instantly, instantly, instantly. Dude. I'm like, so, so we know in a day, willpower is finite, and your decision-making ability gets drained all day long. Right, and you go to bed pretty much an hour after that. Thirty minutes so you're, after nine already- p.m. Pacific. <laughs> she calls me at nine p.m. Pacific, and I got a hole to dig out of. But boy, I mustered it up. I said, No, that was probably my niece. And then she said, You're married, right? And I'm like, Two for two. Two for two. Two, <laughs> two for two. She We're might do for be two blooming, at nine PM. She, she wants to Pacific. see what you're
1: trying to do down in Cabo.
0: And then she says Well wait, do I do I not have the right ha- you do you do you you do stuff for the all in podcast, right? Uh, three for three three for three we invented squatter marketing
1: (laughs) that is a perfect (laughs) squat dude that's couldn't squat harder where they're like oh you you must work for them right with them i don't know what it
0: is so i'm three in the hole at 9 p.m pacific and I'm drinking. Oh, thank God, dude! The inner was in Shake Shack getting me a chocolate shake. I guzzled that comfort chocolate <laughs> shake, <laughs> squashed all the cortisol. Um. Okay, no, it was fine. We joked a bit about my evil twin, who she must have been mixing me up with, Henry Belcaster. She was really rattled. I was trying to save face for her. Um, <laughs> dude, what happened? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, here, I don't want to cut you off, but I'll yeah. let you think. I want more details, but it reminds me of when we get on the phone with Austin Reef after having an absolute explosive, awesome, we're going to sell the company to them for $50 million to Austin. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we get like an editor or two and just like test it out. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I... <laughs> we're playing the equation wrong. It's supposed to be like, keep your expectations low and reality rips and then you're a happy person. But uh, dude, we get expectations we- really high, reality sucks, and we now we're not millionaires.
0: We come on the pod. You wanted to do this new format of where we just uh, we just like go into these events and, and record them and, and share them because we get invited to these events now. And this was one big mix-up, dude, but we're still going... Um, but now we're going with a lot to prove so we got some what are, banging videos what are we going as
1: a film crew what is this yeah
0: dude <laughs> yeah cuz i'm not married i don't have a kid and i'm bringing you <laughs> so <laughs> we're <And> we going <laughs> to make a video in
1: like 2 days we Koi. Uh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no no i'm 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 glossing over the good stuff you know she she was very um, thankful for like all the work we've done and kind of having David's back and um, whatever the hell that work is doing, doing stuff for him. And then, you know, she asked me about like what, what we do, what we started. I told her and she's like, you know, what's, what's the dream with that? Um, and I told her about smart nonsense and making nerdy ideas cool and teaching Gen Z she wants to join our fairy tale. <laughs> no, it's like, so, so the reason I'm excited is because like their expectations are low of us. Oh. We got the invite, right? I know we can do amazing work. So we're going to put together a montage of funny moments from David on the All In podcast to air. And then I'm going to do a recap if she can get um if she can get the go ahead to film guests. They they, they want it kind of lock and key, but I'm I'm going to film a recap just for them. I th- I know we can do the work. I had like a dude weird night. It was a really weird night. What do you mean? Well, yeah, because where's I don't, the imposter so, syndrome? So, so yeah, I don't get imposter syndrome. Um, So why did this hit so hard?
1: What is the imposter like? Oh, you thought we were meant to be there. And then she's like, uh, just wants us to edit a video. And we don't even know how to do that. Or what do you mean?
0: <laughs> no, I think the imposter is like, is like, oh, did she confuse me with somebody else? Did she literal imposter? Did she? Yes. Did she? Um, go ahead on inviting us and wants to take it back. That's a weird one. And then thirdly, are we gonna get there? And J. is gonna be like these fucking guys. What are these guys? So <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> right. So, so it's kind of the triple threat of imposter syndrome. And I had a 45 minute drive after this call to to talk myself out of it, shake myself out of it. As you, and you've when been I, preaching to Athena, like,
1: no, imposter syndrome, we all feel it, but it's not real. Don't believe in it. And then you just get hit all at
0: once. I think the because, is so I, and, and I think that's true because it's usually not real. It's it's usually a, um, it's in your head. It's in your head. You think you don't belong somewhere, but they hired you to do that thing. Of course you belong. This was like, she actually really didn't know on the phone if I was who she thought she, I was. <laughs> Dude. That's an imposter. That's an imposter. Bluff. But no dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked because we got we got good work to do and I know we can deliver. How many I sent her How many people are going? No.
1: I was I was confused when she's like uh you and the family are welcome and I'm like, wow, that's really gracious inviting Henry's whole family who's unaffiliated and not like makes he has now. kids and a wife. It, it makes, makes a lot now. more sense.
0: And uh, you're bringing yeah, me. Yeah, she was like, and, she uh, was like you got to talk your girlfriend on a graduation. Like, it's just a diploma. It would be so fun if she came. And I'm like, I'm bringing Dylan. <laughs> Did she <laughs> know that? Like, who's that guy? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I told her. I told her, co-founder. Um, no, dude, it's sick. We got a lot to prove, though. And I know we can deliver. So I'm excited. Look, look, look. We got the invitation. I sent her the the recap video I want to do for them because I've done it for myself. She loved it. I think I got to talk to her today. She wanted me to get there early. Oh, dude, they're flying private jets down from Miami and LA. But I told her uh, I think our flight's pretty solid, so it, it wasn't going to work. for They're flying private me. jets. They're doing to the event. They're doing they're doing rounds for people. Butt pop. Our 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 what do you call what is the ledge again? The ledger, okay. The ledger of mm. like what they owe us versus what we like. It's all out of whack. I can't get on a PJ. We gotta pay for the hotel. Like I, it's the ledge, dude. Here's the thing: the I ledge. could really
1: get on a PJ and avoid an eight thousand dollar hotel for three nights.
0: The hotel that I, I still want to think on, but I. The ho, I got an email from the event coordinator. Oh, they like offered what, it. No dude, uh, more misunderstandings, <laughs> So their yes, chief of staff, dude. and then we gotta move on and this I'm off yeah. the record guy from here on out. um their chief of staff was like, "I don't know, I still gotta talk to her today. There's a lot of mix, oh dude, oh, uh, I forgot on the phone call the four of four she's like you're you're gonna put together like the best moments of David, like funny moments of David from the all in podcast for." camp david right his 50th and i was like uh, nobody told me <laughs> right
1: right no nobody no, a, nobody's told me it. yet <laughs> it's already in the works right
0: yeah that's what she was saying that is what she was saying but then camp david dude it was one big mix-up she was like oh okay short notice <sighs> we'll get it done uh uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So their chief of staff hit me up and she was like, um, you you know, we're, j- we're thinking about some video ideas. It'd be great if you could help out. So I'm like, I think there's a mix up on their end. Like who's talking to me? Who said what? Um, and the chief of t- staff was like, let's link up so that we can book you a flight and a hotel room. That hasn't uh. happened. But I got an email yesterday from the event coordinator saying, like, here's the chart of hotel rooms. What do you want? A suite? A junior suite, a presidential suite, or the dictator suite. And they're like starting at 2500 bucks a night. <laughs> so yes, dude. Absolute yes, Just dude. Just be like, well, looked at the books,
1: negative 16% profit margin. <laughs> looks like we can take the dictator suite. That's
0: right. I said yesterday we were to hoping to 50%. get hoping to get a month of burn from this company Cap Chase because we're bootstrapped. Don't forget that. And um <laughs> Yeah, they they came back with underwriting and said we have negative sixteen percent gross margins. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so so that's why we keep running out of money. No, it, I think I think their calculation was wrong, but uh, they can't fund us because we don't have three months of runway. How about that? Do you tell <laughs> Among me again? other things? Yeah, three days, depending on when you look. <laughs> well, I told him I'm like that's why we're talking to you, Cap Chase. But yes, dude. That's yes, awesome, dude. This uh, is gonna be a sick party. It's gonna be a sick party. We just gotta do work now. But he was confusing because she was Co- like, she was like, "Hey, you can chill. Why don't you be the networker and I'll just film?" Because she was like, she was like, "Well, I know it's short notice now, and like, ah, I." I, I she was really frazzled, and she was like, I don't want you to, to, to like feel like you have to work down there. And I was like, no, but in my head, I'm like, but the ledge, it's so deep. And we got a chip. We definitely have a chip. We're going to be the youngest people there, unless Axel is there, which I doubt. Axel is the CTO of Colin. I doubt he's <laughs> going to be there.
1: We'll, we'll still be the youngest. He's older than us. Yeah. And by far the poorest. Yes, dude.
0: Yes, I'm getting really high-pitched
1: on my yes, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. comes from anxiety. Do you have a Palmer Hockey uh, transition? I got one for you right here. I don't know actually what it is, but we're going to get smoked by China, dude.
0: Yeah. It's over. I saw Biden had a gaffe yesterday talking about how we are going to escalate if China does anything to Taiwan. That was yesterday. You know why they want Taiwan?
1: I don't. Taiwan, a small little country. I mean, everything's got to do with trade. Uh, But what do they trade? They trade the little, little things you call computer chips. They're Uh. really... uh, What is actually the technology in a... uh, It's like... Wait, I want Taiwan. What?
0: I want Taiwan.
1: Yeah, no, Taiwan. It's crazy because Paul Lucky, who we'll talk about, he's like, okay, uh, China, they want Taiwan because Taiwan controls the world. Like, literally, they are uh, years, if not decades, ahead of everyone in the chip space. What the fuck is the... What's the technology in a computer chip? Semiconductor. Semiconductor, thank you. Semiconductor space. They are literally like... It would take us... 10 years plus to get up to the same level as them. And so it's this little island that's just controlling the world. And that's for all of the future is going to be this like AI. Well, we all know how important technology is, but like, especially in war, like China, kind of the thesis of like why they're going to be dope is they've decided not to invest in old ass technology. Like we do where we're like, Oh, let's build a, a super carrier and put some nukes on it and uh, and like have these awesome submarines and jet fighters and like they're like nah that's that's the wars of the past like we're gonna focus in the future we're gonna get a bunch of uh, AI like drones autonomous drones we're gonna get uh, facial recognition technology they're already tracking all their people like they're just the future of technology and so they're like oh Taiwan's important because we need that for the future and it's especially good if in this war of uh, you want to be better than America, if you have all the technology and control it, and literally mm. it would take 10 years for America to build it, that's the most valuable asset in the world. The The crazy thing, though, is if Palmer says like, I mean, this is just uh, Palmer Lucky started Oculus when he was like 17, officially 19, and then sold it to Facebook for $3 billion. Uh, now he's in defense. Uh, we'll talk about it. But basically he's like, What would most likely happen is Taiwan, all the patriots there, like uh, people that care about Taiwan, instead of giving all those semiconductor factories to China, they would just burn them to the ground. And instantly, the whole world would just be fucked with semiconductors.
0: It's like, ah. That's... Okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. Right. Really quick, how would China stop that from happening? Do you know them burning it to the ground? Yeah, just get in there faster.
1: Probably just blitz them really quick. I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't Whoa. know how war actually works. But uh, so that's that's why like everyone's like, why does Taiwan matter? That's why it matters, because it controls the future of technology. And it would literally put us years behind uh, any other country or delay the whole world, basically, if that were to happen. So we want to avoid it. And plus, this is dual side of like okay china's preparing for the future of war we're preparing for the past that's a problem plus china is just massive and their economy is growing so you've heard elon Musk say it before china will be two to three times the size of the u.s economy which uh, in the near future so it's like we can't even envision a world where we're not the most powerful economic country and so i'm oh fucking back
0: dude yeah get it swear do it do it all
1: uh, hey you're you're on swear patrol. Put out no, too many swearing I, clips.
0: I don't hear them really.
1: That's good. Uh well not good actually. Depends. It's good if they don't exist anymore.
0: It's kind of like, well yeah, it's kind of like it's the same at least in your verbiage it's the same as an uh and an um and it just I, yeah. That's yeah. a new problem. Um so that's why Taiwan's important.
1: China's going to basically take over the the economy and the military and so we're really we're not preparing for the future that's the problem it's like okay why aren't we preparing for the future because you get guys like putin even in russia he'll he'll publicly recognize like he's trying to rally the troops and those semi-dictatorship countries are dope because you can just tell everybody hey this is what we're going to do and just get everyone the smartest people in those industries so putin's like whoever controls artificial intelligence, like the best power in artificial intelligence is gonna rule the world. It's like, okay, if that's how he rallies everyone, why aren't we doing that?
0: Because he said that if that's you look a, at our literal spending,
1: quote Literal quote I mean paraphrase but he said we'll, we'll rule the world, whoever yeah. controls it. Um so it's like look at our spending and we're just completely neglecting it. Cause we'll take a budget and I think I don't know like roughly the budget right now is like 770 billion dollars. Like, okay, that's a big number. What the fuck does that mean? Um, that's for defense, they'll spend a billion of that in artificial intelligence, like putting money there. It's like, all right, what's that in like our terms?
0: So say, like, Wait, as a person, that's true. The US spends yeah. one billion of their 770 billion dollar budget on AI. Yeah, at least
1: 2020 huh. stats. So it's like, huh. okay, so you make 77 grand a year, like that's that's your income, your take home income you're going to put a hundred bucks to AI. Like, Oh, AI is really important. Let me buy this little drone from the, the store down the street or like not the even a drone, DJI like an RCA.
0: DJI parrot bebop. Dude. <laughs> so Actually, like, that's like a $300 drone. Dude.
1: <laughs> right. That doesn't even exist. So it's a joke. And that's where Paul Lucky, like when we first got into this, it's like, Oh, uh, you look at why we're, we're behind and we're like using all this old tech because, well, many reasons, but like the John Deere tractor has better technology than our US military. And it's like, what the fuck is that? How does that even happen? Um, so I, I did my little sniffing around and I'm like, okay, how do we explain this whole world? It's like, okay, like most things, it comes down to incentives. Mm-hmm. So, okay, big problem in incentives. Uh, this started in World War II, where Basically, this war, this giant war, the Nazis happened, Japan attacks us, and it's like, oh, we got to go from, like, zero to 100, rent production up like crazy. When you have that, it's like, cost isn't the most important thing. It's just urgency, like, let's get the best uh, airplanes out there. We don't even know, like, what we're going against. Like, who knows what the, for example, like, a Japanese Zero, what they're capable of. So, we got to kind of uh, tweak the process as we build. So, what they came up with is this thing called cost plus. So... A contract will be like, oh, mm. uh, we don't know how much it's going to cost to build uh, a fucking tank that can take out the Nazis. So we're just going to pay you whatever it costs you in like materials and, and labor and then just add a 10% margin on it. And you guys keep that 10% margin. And that way we know like you're not getting fucked and taking on too much risk for something we don't really know. But you can also build it fast. The problem is uh, as we grow out of that, like we, we don't really have important wars we still have cost plus. It's like, uh, take it all the way through to today, it's like, oh, there's no urgency that makes like getting, I don't know, a jet out super fast as important as like, hey, let's make sure it's cost effective and like we're doing the right thing. So- And uh, modern. Right, right, so take take an example. Uh, There's this thing, I don't know if you've seen it, but the F-35. That's supposed to be, like, our cutting-edge, amazing new replacement for the F-16. And that started in 1994 and literally is still, like, barely getting out today. And it's cost almost $2 trillion. Like, $2 trillion. Like, the the R&D
0: of that plane?
1: Yeah, like, R&D and producing the planes and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so the full Uh, I mean, to... But like, what the fuck is <laughs> $1.7 trillion? It's like, well, people paying taxes, there's like, I mean, just for easy numbers, call it 170 million people pay taxes. It's like, literally, you, me, everyone paying taxes, put $10,000 of their own money to the F-35. And it's like, what the fuck? I spent
0: $10,000 on this program? Like, how is that we possible? Need DJI Bebop parrots. $100.
1: Right. Well... I mean, you look at China and they're like, oh, we're not going to invest in F-35. That makes no sense. Let's do like small, unmanned uh, artificial intelligence that can just zip around like drone armies. They're preparing for that, whereas we're, we're getting this like marginally better F-16. Okay, well,
0: let, let's think about the incentives of cost plus, right? Like as, as yeah. business owners, mm, uh, I can't remember if you said it, but the plus part of cost plus is a percentage of the cost. So if it costs a right. billion dollars, the plus is 10%. You're pocketing as owners 10% of a billion bucks, a hundred million dollars. Right. So what's the incentive? It's we want our cost to be enormous. So we want this to take as long, use as many parts, have as many people on it, You know, be the most expensive contract so that our plus is 10% and, and we pocket all of that. And without an imminent war, it's like, Hey, we're, I don't, uh, I didn't get a good idiom for that, but like we're, we're, we're cashing out as owners on the plus portion. Run into the bank, right? We're squealing to the bank.
1: And I mean, this transcends like it gets to uh, SpaceX saw it too, where like, hey, you guys are fucked. Like uh, Elon has literally said, cost plus is the devil. It is horrible. It's just fucking people over because that there is that incentive. And even like, Uh, they'll charge based on materials. So like, oh, they'll just look at the cost of that material to buy off the shelf. So there's no incentive to like invent a better version of that material. No, use the most expensive. Right. What will happen, Elon said this, he's like, okay, take your designing a spaceship, right? They'll give you some constraints. And 90% of them are, are, they make sense. It's like, hey, let's make sure that there's roughly this probability of, Catastrophic failure, like keep that low. Um, They'll say, like, oh, this is how the panel should be designed, even like the paint color. They'll do all this stuff. And then, like, most of them make sense, but 10% of them are just ludicrous. He he literally says, uh, cockamamie. It's like, I haven't (laughs) heard that word in a while. He's like, they're cockamamie. And those 10% will cause the cost to double or triple for something that's absolutely ludicrous. But there's no incentive for the company, the contractor, to then negotiate with government officials to be like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Let's help bring down the cost because it's literally useless. So instead, he's like, cost plus is just waste. It creates waste. The alternative, which would be nice, is fixed price. It's like the government, okay, we know pretty clearly what sort of technology we want. So we're going to set a price because we can kind of estimate roughly how much it should cost. And then whatever uh, companies bid on it, now their incentive is to like do it as effectively as possible so that they can get more of a margin beyond 10% or whatever they they might uh, normally get.
0: Uh,
1: So that's that's like the big incentive. Yeah.
0: I I was just going to say like imagine if the car industry was cost plus. We'd have clunky, expensive cars. They'd put like six engines in there. You know, like the most expensive break. It's like, this is a problem, I think, because because nobody knows about it. It's like, we don't know how right. most people... When were we taught in school how the Defense Department spends their money? And so... any you- If we saw this anywhere else, we would be like, what is going on? Right.
1: And there's also no real... Uh, they talk about like internal research and development. There's no real incentive to do R&D internally because it's like not really funded. Uh, and and so you'll have them spending like 1% to 3% of their total uh, revenue on R&D versus like a normal startup company, uh, tech company will do like 50%. So they have no yeah. real R&D, like let's build the best technology. That's why you have John Deere smoking all the military. It's like, okay. There's also no
0: reason as a government official to question this stuff because they've got a double-edged sword. Then they're going to lose their voter base and they're going to lose their job. Right. So you've got well, so this that incentive on the other side.
1: Uh, I forget what I was watching. Maybe like a Vox type show or something. But uh, so one problem is cost plus. Another problem is sort of the monopolies. There are like just a handful of companies that bid for all the contracts and it's impossible to get in. And what happens is after the Cold War, uh, there wasn't as much public funding, so it's like there were a lot more. Call it like a hundred plus different defense companies. Now they're like, hey, we have to consolidate, or we're all gonna die because there's just not as much money. So they consolidated, but now you have like take a Raytheon, they'll have uh, different branches of their company all across America. Because now they have more influence politically if you have like 10,000 jobs in Texas, another 5,000 in Massachusetts, another I don't know, 7,000 in California. So now you're, you're controlling all of those because you're like, oh, you want to defund what we're doing? You're going to lose all these jobs in your state and you're going to not get reelected. So there's no incentive it's crazy. there. Um, so then uh, Cost Plus having this sort of monopoly structure. Um, the monopolies fucked too because – uh, There's kind of like, we talked about this with Rory Sutherland. Say you're working for a, a, the military, a, a bureaucracy. You will never get fired. The, the IBM phrase, you will not get fired for hiring uh, a Raytheon or hiring, um, I don't know, who else is big in defense? Uh, Boeing. Like, you won't get fired for, for going with them for a contract. Which that's is to like, say, hey, that's you won't get
0: fired you won't get fired for doing the standard thing or the average thing or the safe thing. Versus say it's like, oh, Clipped, we want to get into defense.
1: They go with like, oh, Clipped makes like amazing video technology. Uh, We don't want to take that risk. Video is kind of different, but like take a hardware product. Like, oh, we don't, we're not sure they'll deliver even if they make all these promises. So the barrier to entry is absurdly high. It's like, you can't even get in. Um, And we'll talk about how kind of Palmer, Lucky, and uh Anderill, they solved that or fixed it. But um cost monopoly plus now there's this stigma around being patriotic. So uh small voices in large tech companies, they'll get amplified because it's like, oh, they're they're saying, oh, we don't want to work with the US government. Like take Google, for example. Uh, what did they have? Maven, Project Maven, which is basically like US has a shitload of drones and we have all this drone video. We want to just tag different things in video using uh, AI, like machine learning. Oh, now we can just recognize, oh, that's a branch. That's a tree. That's a person. That's an animal. And now we just have more data to filter and and work with.
0: So they wanted to work with Google. (laughs) Hey, that's our branch. Okay. We're going to train our neural networks to spot branch is. right. Uh, So what happened was like, Google signed
1: on to this contract, which is relatively not much money. It was like $15 million for them. But they got all this backlash from small voices within the company, like a couple thousand people. Most of them were actually abroad. So like not even U.S. citizens saying, oh, we don't want to work with the U.S. government on this, which is like fair. You didn't sign up for that. But like we as a a leading tech company based in America should be supporting uh, the democracy that we have because compared to China and Russia, we're overall better to lead the world than them. Uh, Western values are better. So uh, just these small voices amplified and and basically caused them to cancel the contract. Same thing, Oculus, Palmer sold that to Facebook. Facebook said, hey, you can't use Oculus with the U.S. military. Just not allowed. Mm. Uh, Or take uh, Google. They also bought uh, Boston Dynamics, like the little robot dog company. Like, oh, you, you can't work with the government either. They shut that down. Uh, same thing with Apple. They they wanted to do like VR with Apple. They they shut that or AR with Apple. Um, just a lot of like big tech companies wow. no longer identify as U.S. first. Like, oh, we're a global company. Why do they say that? Because if Apple, for example, works with the U.S. government, that shuts down everything they're doing in China. The Chinese government doesn't want them producing their iPhones in China. They don't. They're not going to let them sell to anyone in China. Now that we're this global company, we we got to be Switzerland. We can't pick sides. Whereas in the past, Um, it's like, no, USA first. And that's why like you look at um, everyone, even sports leagues, everyone's swayed by China because it's a massive market, especially as the economy gets to two to three times that of the US. They're going to become the first priority with companies that just want to make money. Um, So again, the cost benefit for individual companies, tech companies that can help out, is it costs too much damage to our brand, damage to China. Let's not do it.
0: Who at the All In Summit was saying China is going to be this bully that's two to three times our size and we're just sitting around punching ourselves in the face? Was it Tim Urban? I don't know, but I really like that. Yeah, this this bully is walking down the alley. It's three times our size and we are just punching ourselves in the face. I mean, it might have I, been I, I forget who
1: said it. But Palmer, I mean, Elon Musk said the same thing or similar thing.
0: Um, oh, maybe so it was Elon. Yeah. The,
1: the problem was like because of all these factors and uh, also like there being no success stories other than a SpaceX or Palantir. Uh, uh, and now, like, Basically, SpaceX Palantir, both founded by billionaires who already sold their companies so that they could risk getting into the space because they thought it was so important to maintaining U.S. supremacy. Because, like, in order to dictate the world ethics, you need to be a far and away superpower. Like, we could dictate the ethics of the world today because we were the first to nuclear weapons. Like, if we didn't have nuclear weapons, Russia did, and we're like, "Hey guys, we we should we should uh, do freedom of speech." They'd be like, "Shut up, dude. We're gonna nuke you." It's like, okay, yeah, that's why we need to be the leader, and that's sort of the problem with the left's approach. Or I, I say the left, but like anyone going against helping the military is okay. Sure, you helping tag branches with the drones. It's like that might be used for killing some people, and sometimes they're like. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, like when you kill a civilian, it's uh, collateral damage. It's like sometimes that'll happen, and you're like supporting something you that might be bad, but it's like overall we're much better on net. Um, so, so the the cost of you saying, "Oh, I don't like the intent because the drones could be used to kill uh, good people as well as bad people," it's like yeah, but that's so short sighted because now China going to be the leading superpower, and look at what they're doing to the Uyghurs. They're million, murdering millions of people, tracking everybody, and putting them in internment camps. It's like, you want them to have the advantage and dictate the ethics of the, the 22nd century world? It's,
0: like, it's the same thing with that, no, like, uh, not people chance. talk about this with fully autonomous vehicles. They're like, oh, well, but have you ever done the psychology experiment of the train where you can flip the switch and should the train hit five people or one person? And it's like, no, uh, that's not the argument. Like, that's an incredibly fringe case that the, the, the Tesla right. car can just do neither of those things. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, so let's look at collateral damage. But on net, what what is this for? Why is this important?
1: One uh, interesting case is uh, there was actually a uh, There was a conversation between all the higher-ups at Enderal and even some Palantir people. And uh, was that app that was dope? And you could... It was audio. You could listen in. I don't even remember the name. Ah, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. There was a clubhouse. And they were talking about who's going... Two things, actually. Fuck. I got to remember one of them. Um, AR acceptance. Okay. So they were talking about, like, who's going to accept autonomy? It's like, well... In the military, the the no-brainer is like, why are we making F-35s that still have to be piloted by people? That makes absolutely no sense. Like, you could make a robot do it, and now you can do unlimited G-forces. You can just do maneuvers. You can direct it in in ways you could never do before. And uh, there's no risk. Like, right now, the problem is, like, sort of one of those one-off cases where uh, there's, I don't know, uh, a difficult decision. Or, like, there's a problem. Like, say you could guarantee that this uh, unmanned F-35 is going to work 10,000 hours straight and then you'll have some sort of problem and what's going to happen is it's going to explode and it's it's catastrophic it's like any pilot is going to be like oh I don't want that risk you got to have like the smallest small smallest 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 risk of death because pilots just don't want to die versus if you have unmanned planes then it doesn't matter you could it's just like, oh, if there's that risk, you can just throw another plane up there and have two do the mission. Like, super simple solution. Um, and so the, the pilot has no incentive to like, oh, let's go the unmanned one because it's like a safe ass job and, and they look cool. It's their and job. All that stuff. Versus he's like, even though that's the no brainer, we should automate jets. The first thing we're actually automate is trucks on the ground. Because you got the truck driver in Iraq or Afghanistan going through and there's IEDs everywhere. You don't know if you're going to explode one second or the next. They're like, dude, get me out of the fucking truck. Like, Get the robots to drive those. Get Elon Musk uh, to figure out how, how they can drive those. That's, that's going to be the first thing.
0: Beautiful case of incentives.
1: Right. I mean, even though it logically makes more sense for the Jets, too. But sure, uh, but the, the, that's the, the what's in it for
0: me, is. the what's in it for the truck driver is so strong. Right. That there's Mm. no good solution you're not gonna die if
1: you're up in a jet
0: 30,000 feet
1: above like that just doesn't happen anymore you're mostly doing like reconnaissance and dropping some bombs and like no one can really attack you versus in a truck i don't know there's probably like a 10 percent chance you're gonna get blown to smithereens okay yeah give let let the robots handle that um another
0: one uh or pigs uh, fuck they got they got mind-smelling pigs
1: yeah can we just get robots to do that um, one other one is with acceptance of the technologies and like VR, AR, like, oh, AR doesn't work because if like, oh, you put on some glasses, now your Twitter experience is 5% better. No one's going to really want to go through that versus you're in the field and you now have AR and you can see like all the enemies where they're at on this mini map around you get a 3D uh, view of the entire like, you ever play Call of Duty and you get, like, wall hacks or you, like, see someone that can see through walls? Like, that's literally what this I remember COD do. 5.
0: COD 5, you could press all the buttons and get under the map. That was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> you can pretty much do that. And then you're just, like,
0: looking up shooting everyone from underground.
1: Because everything in the military is life or death, a 5% improvement there is infinitely worthwhile. But Palmer's like, yo, the 5%, we can actually make it, like, two to three times better and very soon future um okay so uh, one thing I want to say like basically we have to be super badass so that we deter anyone from coming in and I think this was another Rory Sutherland thing where the the person that deters or maybe it wasn't Rory Sutherland but the person who deters or prevents something from happening they never get the praise it's like say you're you're Hitler's best friend, and you, you tell him like, "Hey, dude, the Jews are kind of good people. Like, maybe we should not a out. good
0: idea, man.
1: Bad idea. That never happens. You get no praise. But if you're like uh, FDR or Churchill, and now you go and stop the Nazi machine years after it started, you're gonna be like heralded for all of eternity as the guy that stopped the the worst dictator of all time. It's like, okay." Same thing here. It's like uh, deterrence is the the friend whispering in his ear, "Hey, you probably shouldn't do that." Like having the best military, uh, having drones that can now tag any object in the world, and like you know what's what branches. It's like that's the deterrence that just everyone else knows. Oh, they're the shit. Like let's not mess with them, but it gets no praise. Um, so that's why I have to keep doing it. I think this title
0: so, this this episode is titled "Drones that that tag branches." You wanna you wanna have that job? You're kind of <laughs> in the post. That's, that's my takeaway. No, no, pop, no one job, one job only. Okay, so
1: Andrew, you ever you ever watch uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, Iron Man?
0: Uh, no. Okay, Deadpool. Well.
1: Yeah, he's a good one. I like Deadpool. <laughs> uh, but Iron I, Man. Hey, uh,
0: hey, hey, hey! Superhero movies, not for me. Most movies, not for me.
1: I don't really get it. Hey, one thing Palmer lucky. uh, I like him so much because he'll just speak his mind. He doesn't care what people think. He's like, "Uh," someone was like, Palmer, what are you into? And as he's like in this Hawaiian shirt, flip flops or even like no shoes on, he's like, "Uh, well, I still love VR and I really love uh, erotic anime dolls. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like he just says this on an interview he's huh. like yeah kind of fucking weird but I don't know I like it <laughs> it's
0: like that, that's it's like really the cosplay curious. thing that
1: Jason talked about
0: yeah but it's not just cosplay it's it's erotic anime you know what he's doing with his erotic anime dolls well he's got a wife I don't know what he oh. does with them maybe does they'll he? play around yeah nice Um, good on you Palmer
1: <laughs> well okay <laughs> now, hey now I'm a radically I'm positive
0: really guy now it's just that's his prerogative.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of weird ass like fetish shit that like people won't talk about or like keep secret, and I'm like, ah, oh, he just doesn't give a fuck. He'll tell you it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Stark, like, uh, basically Stark Industries or whatever they call it in Iron Man is like this this mega contractor company that or big company that works with defense. And so they they create like the Tony Stark Iron Man suit and like that's why he's going killing bad guys and all that stuff. I don't know. I didn't really get into it. But everyone's like, "Oh, that's Elon Musk. He's that guy." It's like, "Actually, no. It's more like Palmer Lucky." Mm. Cuz Palmer Lucky is actually doing like the the badass defense versus just like sending ships up into space to carry payloads for the government. It's like that's not really like Palmer's doing the cool shit. Um, so what's he doing? He has Anderil and what they're trying to do like in sort of the mentality of the wall hacks or like you have the mini-map and radar always on he's trying to just give the most information to soldiers trying to make them superheroes literally his goal Um, so how does he do that? He's he's basically getting like sentry towers uh, autonomous drones uh, a bunch of like sensors all over the place and it all integrates into this thing they call Lattice so it's this they actually have like submarines now too. And just like data from everywhere. And it all comes through Lattice, which is your, your little mini map, your HUD. Like if you ever, uh, I don't know where all the information is. It's like, he's trying to create a 3d model of everything that's happening in the world. And so every soldier would have like a drone flying overhead and just have perfect information about where all the threats are. And now he even thinks like soldiers wouldn't have weapons. They'd just be like directing attacks. So they'd be like, Oh, do this, do this. But they're, they're never like super close to the danger, but they just have perfect information. Um, you ever see uh, what Israel does for defense? No. Well, uh, who is it? Israel surrounded like Palestine and just the Gaza Strip. And then, I don't know, is it Jordan that's also bad? Uh, it's like Hamas and I, I forget the other one. But basically, they're getting attacked all the time because I don't know. Yemen? I don't know how, it, Yemen? how it works. No, that's isn't that like Africa. Yeah, we
0: don't do war.
1: Well, they get attacked all the time. And so they have like, for example, Hezbollah or Hamas shooting missiles at them. And they created this thing they call the Iron Dome. So you can see Ooh. videos of this. I think it was like a year or two ago. There's like Hezbollah is shooting thousands of missiles because they're trying to like overwhelm the country. And you see uh Israel, they shoot all their counter missiles into the air, and it's literally exploding all of them in midair. It's like ninety percent just uh, counter missile, and it's the coolest thing you'll ever see. It's literally called the Iron Dome.
0: The Iron Dome. We need that for uh, asteroid deterrence, so we that's don't a, get wiped a out. Problem. <laughs> smaller problem. Mass extinction. Yeah, that's cool though. I'll, I'll watch that. Pop.
1: Um, and they're doing like uh, laser versions of that. But basically, he's trying to like create the same thing where he has drones. Like right now, the big issue is drones attacking, and so he'll have counter drones that are here that go and like uh, one you can kind of cool. I mean, this is only the public technology, but they'll you can take over piloting the drone. You can triangulate where the guy is who's actually the like terrorist or the bad person doing it, and then he has other drones that go and literally like smash into that drone that goes super high speed. Just a badass stuff all around. Um, so his whole approach, like how he's helping solve all the problems with the military is, one, he came in as a billionaire. It's so like Palantir, SpaceX, Anderil, all going to be a billionaire to start because all these inherent problems. Um, He comes in and he's like, he takes this different approach where the problem with cost plus is the money depends on the government saying, hey, this is something we should build as technology. But he's like, no, I know the important technology. I'm seeing what China is doing and we got to do that better with ai and just uh, autonomous vehicles all of that that's the future i'm not going to wait for the government to do it i'm a billionaire i'm going to even raise some more money to do this and self-fund creating the product they need and then show them hey this is off the shelf awesome you just have to buy it it's completely flipping the contractor cost plus he just shows up and it's like hey you want this fucking iphone or not
0: here's the product totally productized Uh it so uh basically and then to, to, to wrap on your incentives it's because anduril is 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 building this stuff privately what are the incentives it's let's keep our team lean let's use right. you know in-house technology that we built and we control and we can do it faster and cheaper um sick
1: dude yeah incentives that's that's pretty much all of it solution get some fixed price in there so people show up with products um actually it was kind of funny they were doing demos and uh I think the technology was like the counter drone technology and they had all these other companies that came in like Enderl just smashed them, like destroyed all the competition and like, hey, that's unfair. He used money outside of the government. It's like, dude, that's how competition works. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, oh,
0: you mean he deployed free market capitalism and you government yes, oligarchs dude. are uh, are upset about it? Come on now um Uh, so hey he's helping save the world uh
1: how do we also save it basically government uh right now they have to have more success stories so like take some risks and like uh prove to vcs like vcs would fund these companies because it's hard to get into defense without a lot of money and vcs are looking to the government and they're like they're only three uh unicorns which is like billion dollar plus valued companies in the last 35 years since the cold war like okay just support more of those Get away from the big guys that do all this cost plus. Like, let's do more SpaceX, more Anduril, more Palantir. And then uh, there'll be more funding. And then uh, just have clearance be easier. Because one, one, like, yeah. small detail that's surprisingly big is, like, it took years for us to get clearance to work on these. If I didn't have all this burn, like, all this cash in the bank, we would have died year one or two. But it took us three years to get clearance. So it's, like, just a bunch of problems but are easily
0: solvable. Uh, and that's how the if U.S. military works. You're Palmer Lucky, and you've built Oculus at age 19. Beast mode, right? Beast mode two years later the and phone sold phone it to you. Hey, I gotta go call Jackie Sax Pop.
1: All right, uh, updates to come on if we make it no through. Oh,
0: off the record. <laughs> okay, uh, all right,
1: Gardaloo. <laughs>